Hello, everyone, and welcome to Little Slice of Everything. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. My name is Marissa, and just to give you a little basis about who I am. Um, basically, I, not that this is a personality trait of mine, but it is, unfortunately. I like a lot of celebrities. I definitely, over the years, would categorize myself as a fangirl. I like a lot of television shows, I watch a lot of YouTubers, not a movie fan, but I do watch movies, what can I say? But I would say my number one priority is definitely music, for sure. I'm still waiting for my Hannah Montana moment to happen. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen um, because I can't sing to save my life, um, nor do I look like I could be a pop store. Store? A pop store. A pop star. A pop tart. But anyways, basically, I just wanted to make a podcast to talk about anything and everything that I wanted to. Um, A lot of it will be like TV shows, celebrity related. What can I say? Yes, I'm that person. Um, Love watching The Bachelor. We're not going to get into that. Oh, my God. Hi, this is a future Marissa who is now editing this podcast and trying to come up with a logo for it. So this next clip you're going to hear is basically me trying to explain how I came up with a little slice of everything and kind of a story I thought that kind of related back to it. Um, Here's the thing. I wanted to make it a little slice because like I thought a slice of bread and I have a story. I have a bread story. Okay. Um, And then I was like, oh, pizza's easier for me to make as a logo. So it doesn't it doesn't really make sense um but yeah pizza is great that's why the logo has a pizza in it also i'm no artiste and the amount of time i spent on by the way don't even have real photoshop the fake photoshop you can find on google oh geez you know i'm no artiste maybe my friend will make me one when he has spare time but for now we're gonna have to deal with the wretchedness but still Despite the fact that the bread story doesn't really correlate with the logo anymore, you know, still enjoy the story. So it was really hard coming up with a podcast name, but just to, if you want to know the roots about it. In the 11th grade, my friend at the lunch table was like, I'm going to go around and tell everyone what kind of animal they look like. Um, you know, you go around, you know, Katie, she gets, you look like a bunny or you look like a horse. And which, by the way, if you say someone looks like a horse, is that a compliment? I don't know. We're not getting into that now. Either way, she looks at me and she's like, you look like bread. Like, yes, I look like bread, apparently. Not sure how that makes sense, but it does, I guess. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, So yeah, hi, it's your girl, Lil Slice. So today, I really just want to dive into the way we view celebrities, um, because there's a lot of interesting stuff surrounding it, really, and especially on Stan Twitter, the mess that Stan Twitter is. So as a fangirl, quote-unquote myself, by the way, Fangirl is kind of cringe, but I guess it's better than being like, hi, I'm a directioner. And yes, unfortunately, I was that person. Like, we were really out there, standing strong, standing proud to be a hashtag directioner, hashtag lovatic. Like, this is what we were. And listen, we still are, but like, those names are cringe. Like, please, like, do not address me as a directioner. <laughs> but 
fan names aside, cringy fan names aside, um, basically there is a lot of ways we view celebrities and I think there are different versions of it or different versions of fans essentially. Everyone kind of knows what's going on, at least with the bigger celebrities I would say. Obviously there are a lot of like people who aren't as popular that you're not really going to know unless you happen to see it. It is what it is. Um, but everyone kind of has their favorite people and kind of already has preconceived notions of, or opinions rather, um, that, you know, of what you think of certain people, certain celebrities, etc. One of the things I want to say we are definitely all guilty of at one point in our lives is definitely putting celebrities on a pedestal, essentially. We kind of see them as almost like a god. I know it's kind of like controversial to compare it like that, but essentially we see them as a person above us, which if you think about it is really weird. Like hashtag Selena Gomez poops too, you know, we're really no different other than the lives we lead. I'm sorry, that was gross, but it's the truth. What can I say? But I would definitely say putting your favorite person on a pedestal is definitely a factor in a lot of Stan Twitter's toxicity. So let's just dive right in and just talk about the first kind of fangirls. And I'm just really going to split it into two. I'm sure there's like different subgroups, but I ain't got time for that. What can I say? First is going to be the really toxic fangirls. These fans see whoever they're standing. Um, as kind of like the ultimate person, the only person who's good at what they do. For example, we're just going to talk about musicians, really. Um, like Ariana Grande, like, say she's your number one and you're this kind of fan. You are like, everyone else is a flop, hashtag outsold Lady Gaga or something like that. Like, really dumb stuff, and it's like, okay... And also, there are these fans just going on other people's pages and just, you know, commenting horrible things. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to go talk shit about Demi Lovato for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, if she did shit, okay, then that I would understand people talking about. But, like, when you literally just go to someone's page to just hate to hate, it's really dumb and it's really stupid of you. One of the main things that these type of fans do is basically just stand someone, but to the point where it's literally like, what are you doing? If Ariana Grande like saw what you were saying, like she would give you shit. You, you would be embarrassed by it. Like That's just a fact. I think one of the biggest lessons that people unfortunately still need to learn today is that you don't have to be a fan of someone. But also, you don't need to send them hate because their lives don't affect you. Unless they're, you know, for example, Trump. He obviously is against pretty much human rights. Um, sorry, that's the truth. What can I say? Um, so we all have a reason to hate Trump, you know? Like, we get it. Whereas Taylor Swift, like, sure there's been some, like, celebrity drama, but there really hasn't been anything at all that's that dramatic where you need to be like i hate her like oh my god like flop comment on her instagram post like when she has to delete the comment option on her instagram like that's when you know it's a problem you have to realize that we're not gonna get along with everybody in our personal life 
and even just like celebrities like we're not going to click with everybody but that doesn't mean we have to be mean to people that we don't think we like or that we don't know really about it because if you think really deeply we know a lot about celebrities they're obviously in the public eye but we really only know what they let in and it's not like for example if you watch youtube trisha paytas right I'm sure she has stuff that she still keeps to herself, but she pretty much puts her life online. You know all the crazy shit that has gone down. Whereas with other people, you don't know their personal life. You don't know every single bit about them. Even like their biggest fan doesn't know every single thing about them. So you're not really going to know, right? What they're really like and if they're really deemable as, you know, terrible or you hate them so much. Like, really? You hate them so much? Like, I just don't understand people who are, like, so happy to talk about how much they hate someone and spend so much time on it, too. Like, if I don't like someone, I'm not going to talk about it, right? The only time it really makes sense to talk about it is if, you know, for example, again, sorry, bringing up, bringing it up, sorry, can't talk today, um, like Trump. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when someone is so against human rights and it's like, hello, there's these kids who shouldn't be being held in these places. Like, what are you going to do about it? These are human lives and you don't seem to give a shit. That's one thing, right? But when someone doesn't really do anything like that and you're, like, so happy to just talk about how much you hate them, like, why are you spending time hating on someone like I'd rather watch another episode of Full House than you know talk about how much I hate someone think about what you like stop focusing so much on what you hate so what a lot of people do is misjudge people without really knowing them and I guess like even I could give you a prime example of that I watched The Bachelor yes I watched that trash tv and I love it I embrace it And I don't know if anyone else is a Bachelor watcher here, but basically, um, this guy, Nick Vile, he was on one season, which was Andy's season, if anyone wants to reference that. He was on Andy's season of The Bachelor, and he was kind of, like, cocky. He was really annoying to me. Like, he just kind of acted like he knew he was gonna win. And I think he got to the final, like, two or three. I forget how many people, uh, are in, like, the finals, like, when the fantasy suites are going on. Um, And then he got broken up with. Then he goes on to, oh gosh, what's her name? I want to say Caitlyn. He goes on Caitlyn's season, which he wasn't even on to begin with. Uh, There's a lot of scandal on that. Basically, Nick was not on Caitlyn's season. They had a trip, like maybe they went to New York or something. I don't remember. Uh, Caitlyn ran into him and they were really hitting it off. And she basically asked if he could come on to The Bachelor. Um, And... They just kind of let him in, and everyone was kind of like, uh, dude, like, you didn't even, you weren't here to begin with, what are you doing? And there was other drama on that season, but he kind of acted the same way as an Andy season, like, he was very cocky and made it to the Final Fantasy Suites and got broken up with. Then, I believe, if I'm correct, he was on Bachelor in Paradise, which, by the way, is the best Bachelor? It is. He was very boring, but you really got to know him, and I was like, oh, I thought he was the villain this whole time, and he's actually, like, pretty nice, and he's pretty cool, I guess. 
Um, so I was like, oh, he's not that bad after all. And then he went on to be The Bachelor, and his season was the most boring <laughs> Bachelor <laughs> of the entirety of The Bachelor. Um, but yeah, he was actually a good person. And obviously, the way the media construes, and especially on reality TV, like, they're looking for drama. If you were to see everybody be nice to each other, then there wouldn't be a TV show in the beginning. But he came off very, like, the villain in the first bits he was on, The Bachelor, and then he was like, oh, you see, he's actually, like, a good person. He's not a bad person. Um, so, everything was good. But yeah, I misjudged. I don't care about him now, but, like, he's not a bad person. He was just really annoying and dumb in the first two Bachelorette seasons he was in. So that's kind of a lesson, like, listen, we don't know everything about people, and maybe if you spent the time trying to learn about these people, then you would realize they're really not that bad, and you don't need to be so annoying and go and hate everybody 24-7, um, because it's kind of a waste of a life. Like, I don't really care to hate about people that much. I really don't. And, you know, who cares? if someone is better vocally like okay i like selena gomez and demi lovato obviously demi lovato is the stronger singer but who freaking cares you don't need to go you know yell at selena for being a bad singer like i'm sure she knows she's not the strongest singer out there she's not whitney houston by any means so we all know our place we don't need to be told you know and also popularity a lot of people you know, fans like this want to be like, well, this person's more popular than other, you know, one situation that sticks out the most to me, and I won't get into this, because girl, I could do a whole podcast on this, um, I was very much into Big Time Rush, and once One Direction came around, it was very much like anti-Big Time Rush, people were like, Big Time Rush are flops, they're terrible, very different situation, very different type of boy band, um, but yeah, like, okay, I like Big Time Rush and I like One Direction. Who cares who's better if you want to say if there is a better, you know, but we don't need to go and hate. Like, why are you hated so much? Like, who cares? These are all good people. And they were friends, too. That's what I don't get. People who, like, for example, Demi and Selena, right? They were best friends. And I'm sure even though they're no longer friends, obviously they were a big part of each other's life. They definitely don't dislike each other. So that's what I don't get. Like, do you think Demi wants to see you talking shit on Selena? Like, I just don't think, or Selena fans talking shit on Demi. Like, that doesn't really make sense. It really doesn't. Like, what are you doing? You know, there is just so much to say about, you know, the bad side of seeing Stan fangirls on Twitter. There really is. Or fanboys, okay? fangirls fanboys also do people call people fanboys i don't know or just would you slump everybody into a fangirl i don't know doesn't really matter probably not so now let's get to like the actually decent fans like they just kind of are chill they like who they like they're supportive they don't really come out against other people like i said unless someone were to do something or there's drama surrounding it and they want to comment on it i think one of the key differences to note between you know, the crazy fans and just kind of like the more normal chill fans-ish is when somebody fucks up. Um, for example, if you were ever a believer, which hey, I've been there. I was a believer, okay? I don't really care about Justin nowadays. What can I say? Also, can we just talk about recently I saw Justin's Instagram story and him and Haley Baldwin were trying to interlock toes like can we not? Keep that to yourselves. I don't want to see that. 
I really don't. I don't need to see it. But getting back to what we were talking about. For example, there's a lot of shit that went down with Justin. And obviously, I feel like none of Justin's stuff is really, like, that deep. Like, who cares now, right? Also, another side note, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to sidetrack, but, like, the fact that we just let someone go on national television and pretend that she had Justin Bieber's child? What? What happened there? Who let that happen? Was it interesting? Yes. Did we get a bopping song out of it? Yes. But, like, how? How is that just allowed? Anyways, now back to your regularly scheduled program. Um, yeah, so basically when someone fucks up, right, we have canceled culture, okay? So, for example, this wasn't around when this happened, but let's say Justin pees in a bucket, right? And say people are like, wow, he's canceled, never giving him a second chance. Like, all he did was pee in a bucket. Like, do we need to take it that seriously? And that's kind of my example of how canceled culture is now. We want to cancel people for the smallest of things. Let's actually cancel people like Trump for, like, actual things. And I think, of course, with more, you know, for example, if someone's racist, that's more of a serious allegation. But do I think everyone who's had a racist scandal is a bad person? No, because I think we would like to think people can change. And obviously it is shown that if you are consistent and consistent and consistent and have so much evidence against you that you are a racist and you haven't changed, like, despite, like, hello, do you know, like, this is not the 1800s. It's not acceptable to be racist. You know what I mean? Like, in that case, I get, like, stay canceled. But I think that we'd like to think that everybody should get a second chance. And if they prove themselves wrong, then they screwed themselves. So, in this particular moment, I want to talk about someone who I am very much a fan of, Selena Gomez. So, recently, I just happened to see a lot of people still talking about this situation. And I just kind of wanted to get my opinion, and I'm curious to see what other people think about this. So first I have to bring this back to the origin story, where it all started. So Kanye West releases a song called Famous, and he says, I made that bitch famous, says some other stuff in there. And Kanye in an interview says, you know, he got her permission for the lyrics, and which was denied in the future by Taylor's reps, and I don't know if Taylor denied it also. Uh, But I believe she did deny it in her... I want to be excluded from this narrative situation. When Kim hears this, she's like, knock knock, guess who has the audio of you agreeing to this? And that kind of starts a whole other feud, quote unquote. So next, of course, as when any drama goes down, on Twitter, Taylor Swift is over party, Kim versus Taylor is trending it up on Twitter. Selena, of course, is very mad about this and she tweets, There are more important things to talk about. Why can't people use their voice for something that fucking matters? In which, she gets a reply that says, Good question. Why haven't you or Taylor not said anything about Black Lives Matter or police brutality? So, in response to that, Selena says, Oh, lol. So that means if I hashtag something, I save lives? No. I could give two fucks about sides. You don't know what I do. So let's break her response down. First, I want to say... That I think it was very clear that she was upset, and anyone knows when you are already upset and you want to respond, you want to take an action, 
against something that you're upset about. It comes off very impulsive and most of the time does not turn out the best. Exhibit A. So when she says a hashtag can't save lives, no, obviously just the hashtag isn't going to save a life. Okay, I guess that's a fact. But in reality is when you are someone who has a platform and can spread awareness, you should probably most definitely do that. There are obviously some people out there who may not be paying attention or just may not be in their realm of world that they may be paying attention to and you could bring awareness to that situation. So in the next part where she says, I could give a fuck about two sides. Obviously, I think it's clear here that she's not talking about whether you support Black Lives Matter or not. I think she's clearly talking about the Kim and Kanye versus Taylor situation. Should it have been included in the same tweet? Obviously, no. That's a big fat no from me there, Judge. So yeah, on her part, this just looks bad. Then we get to, you don't know what I do. I think she's saying, just because I don't verbally, or, you know, not necessarily verbally, but just because I don't tweet about it doesn't mean I'm not in support of it. But at the same time, this is not a situation where you know, it's somebody bragging about how much they donate to charity or going to a hospital, that kind of thing. I would say that's kind of a different situation as compared to, you know, whether or not you tweet hashtag Black Lives Matter. But I'm sure she wasn't really thinking, well, I think we're all pretty positive that she wasn't really thinking when she tweeted this. And there's just a lot, listen, three lines in this tweet, none of them should have been put together. Like, that's pretty much as simple as we could say it here. I do think, obviously, because people are still to this day talking about what she had said, I think even though I personally love Selena Gomez, obviously I said that, and I've been a fan of her and I really haven't seen anything that would lead me to believe that she's racist in any way, do I think this is a really bad, impulsive tweet yes absolutely do i think she needs to apologize yes i also believe that so i think in a case like this i personally don't believe she needs to be canceled um but i do think obviously like i said before that she should say something it's been a few years since this the only thing i've heard of is someone maybe bringing it up to her and she said you know i get stupid sometimes which listen we all get stupid but i think in a case like this if your tweet is interpreted to where people are really, really upset with you and want to cancel you because they think, you know, you may be racist or whatever, you know, the situation may be, you do kind of have to come out and say and clarify what was happening when that tweet was made, you know, what you meant, and just apologize for how it came off, whether it was intentional that it came off that way or not. So I do want to say, just because the tweet also had mentioned Taylor not speaking out on things, um, just so people are aware in case maybe they think that she still, you know, doesn't want to be involved in talking about anything. Um, in her recent interview with Elle magazine, she did a kind of 30 things I've learned. You know, she's almost 30, guys. She's getting old. Sorry, Taylor. You're not old. You're not old. We love you. But it's just... It's funny to make jokes, okay? Let me live. Now getting back to the seriousness, uh, she did say in her recent interview, I saw so many issues that put our vulnerable citizens at risk, and I felt like I had to speak up to try and help make a change. Only 
As someone approaching 30, did I feel informed enough to speak about it to my million followers? Invoking racism and provoking fear through thinly veiled messaging is not what I want from our leaders, and I realize that it is actually my responsibility to use my influence against that disgusting rhetoric. I'm going to do more to help. I think this is kind of just an example of how people grow, and it's not that Taylor didn't really do anything. She was kind of just dragged into the situation because it was Kim and Kanye, and then someone was talking about Black Lives Matter. They shouldn't have mixed it up at all, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. I think it's important to realize that everyone makes mistakes, and whether you know, you know, that they've learned from their mistakes or not, because not everybody's going to be like, hey, I fucked up, here's how I've learned since then. Um, I think not everybody says that, and I think it's just, you have to watch how it plays out. So I think before we cancel someone, it's important to look at the facts, see the situation, did this person come forward and admit to their wrongdoings, and how have they changed since then, how have they changed or haven't changed since then, and I think that's very important to do and to look at nowadays. And then I just want to bring it to something like lighthearted. Um, now this was back in the day when, like again, canceled culture didn't exist back then. Um, but for example, when people are young and they just have drama, do we need to cancel someone? Like for teenage drama, for example, Taylor Swift and Camille Bell. Is that how you say her name? I'm sorry. Basically, Taylor was dating Joe. We all know the story. Camille was in the Love Bug music video. She essentially stole Joe from Taylor. Uh, Joe broke up with Taylor in a 30-second phone call, which she so proudly wanted to say on Ellen. Love that for her. Great song came out of it, Better Than Revenge. Are the lyrics like, hi, I'm a feminist? No, they're not. But is it still a boppin' song? Yes. But, you know, we don't need to cancel Taylor for going out and, you know, calling out all these people and, you know, should she have wrote and wrote in? Oh my god, wow, love being educated. Should she have written, like, a song that kind of goes against another woman? No. Like, we don't want to pit woman against woman, but she was young, you know, she learned her lesson. We all know, you know, she's put better than revenge in that vault of never seeing the light of day again. But, you know, at the end of the day, it better than revenge has to take the fall then let it because it just shows you know that we're all people we all make mistakes but you know we start off young and especially when you start off young in the industry you know you make a lot of mistakes and unfortunately they are all aired to everyone in the world and for everyone to comment on but overall i think we just need to learn to be nice to people and i also think we need to give more second chances um, let's not be so quick to cancel everyone. Let's remember that all of us are, and so are celebrities, like I said. Selena Gomez poops too. Demi Lovato shits too. We're all the same. Some people are just more famous and more rich than us, unfortunately. At the end of the day, just treat people the way you want to be treated. I really could not say it simpler than that. Like... Let's not focus on the stuff we don't like. Start focusing on the things you do like. And start thinking about before you tweet, before you say, yada, yada, yada. How that affects people. You know? Like, just think about it. And maybe life wouldn't be so hard. That concludes this episode of Little Slice of Everything. 
I hope you enjoyed listening, and if you didn't, that's okay too.